Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Workplace Injury Prevention, a fit-for-work podcast where we bring the power of prevention to you. I'm Mike Wabshaw, your new host and the director of marketing at Fit for Work, taking over hosting duties from Curtis Kopotic and Amber Brown. They leave the show in a great place, and we're going to look to pick it up and keep carrying it and take it to great places just as Curtis and Amber did. And on my first go-around, on the Workplace Injury Prevention Podcast. I'm very pleased to to be welcomed by Dr. Ross Daywalker, who frankly has many qualifications and affiliations, the most relevant of which to me and to us today are that she's a fun person with whom to speak. She's a talented doctor. She's a subject matter expert on our topic of the day, which is the Total Worker Health Framework. And she's affiliated with a valuable partner of Fit for Works, which is WorkSteps. And we bring in Dr. Ross right now. Hello, Dr. Daywalker. How are you? Hi, Wabi. It is such an honor and pleasure to be here today. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. It's fun to have you here. And, you know, you and I have worked together on a couple of different things, and we're going to be working together on a lot of other different things here coming up down the road. So this is um, this is kind of a fun project for you and I to do here, a podcast and a, and a discussion on this topic, the total uh, worker health framework because it's it's a fairly new concept I think to uh, the marketplace. So there's a level of you know self learning that even the subject matter experts are probably still doing, um, as well as some enlightenment that the SMEs want to um, give to the audience and to the market. So kind of a fun project that we're going to work on. But before we get into that. I'd like you to talk a little bit more about yourself and your path, particularly of late, as it relates to the total worker health framework, the dynamic between yourself and Dr. Ben Hoffman, who is a friend, of course, of, of Fit for Work and has been a guest on the podcast, uh, as you both work together to learn yourselves about this concept and then enlighten so many others. So tell us a little bit about yourself and sort of your place and your 10,000 foot view on the total worker health framework. I would love to. So just a little bit about me. My, my background is originally in medicine, so um, I actually started off in the world of head and neck surgery before I came to occupational and environmental medicine, which is my current specialty. And, and in my role, I recognized uh, pretty quickly in training that um, there was a lot that could be improved in the medical workplace for healthcare workers. I was seeing things uh, from a lot of different perspectives, but just the things from um, conditions, work conditions themselves, to difficult lifestyles and almost non-existent work-life balance. And Mm -hmm. at that point, I thought there's got to be a better way. Fast forward uh, to where I am now, and having had my own experience with the intersection of work and health or, or poor health, it really informed me and really inspired me to come to where I am today. So at present, I, pr- I practice occupational and environmental medicine. For those who are wondering, what is that? Basically, if you or anyone you know has ever worked or works in their life, I'm the physician that helps take care of you, that helps to keep you safe, um, that makes sure that you come back home just as healthy as you left. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can do that through direct care of your injuries and your illnesses that you might incur on the job. I can do that through education, through prevention efforts, um, research, and so much more. And I also have the pleasure of being the first total worker health PhD 
candidate in the nation. Wow. Yes. I didn't even um, know that that distinction. That that is incredible. Tell us more about that. Absolutely. So, to give a little bit of background on Total Worker Health, mm-hmm. uh, the Total Worker Health framework actually comes from the CDC National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health. Mm-hmm. And by definition, it is the policies, programs, and practices that integrate protection from work-related safety and health hazards with promotion of injury and illness prevention efforts to optimally advance worker well-being. And, you know, we know, uh, dating back to, my goodness, probably the 1600s and before with the father of occupational medicine, Ramazzini and others um, throughout the years, just how much safety and health at work matters to us from an individual level, from a public health standpoint and more. Mm -hmm. So we've been doing safety um, and hazard protection for a long time, but there was this more modern movement of wellness and overall well-being and how can we actually leverage the workplace, not just to make sure people go back home um, as healthy as they left, but what if we could make sure they went home even healthier Mm -hmm. and more fulfilled than they first came? And so that's where Total Worker Health sort of comes in. There's only one PhD program track at this time in the nation, and it is right here in Texas, uh, in Houston, at the Southwest Center for Occupational and Environmental Health, uh, which is affiliated with the University of Texas Health Science Center School of Public Health. So because this is a new concept, I guess it's in its present state, it's a new concept, but all of the components of the concept were pre-existing. But as it's packaged together now, it's a new concept. So is that where the curriculum and the material comes from that you're learning from and that you're putting together so others can learn from? Is it a collection of practices that were isolated before and are now being put together? Or are there new policies? Are there new practices that are being developed? So I think uh, that is a great question. And I think it's a combination of both. On one hand, uh, for example, my training encompassed an actual course dedicated specifically to total worker health. What does the research say and how does it look in practice? And then I actually um, had the opportunity to go out into the real world, into a real setting and try to apply my total worker health knowledge and expertise. But a lot of my other courses come from areas that are tangential in some way, shape or form to worker health, worker well-being and population health, um, as well as organizational management and strategy, and a few others. So for example, it draws from a lot of critical areas such as ergonomics, such as just straight occupational safety in the workplace, industrial hygiene, occupational health psychology, medicine, and so many more. And then on the other side, you have a lot of the research that's been coming out of the CDC NIOSH, or National Institute for Occupational Mm -hmm. Safety and Health, and their centers of excellence, which are institutions across the nation. And they are increasing the body of research around specifically what it looks like to actually integrate what traditionally has been siloed avenues around worker health uh, and safety. So, you know, in the past, we found that a lot of the departments, for example, in an organization that has had the same or similar goal of keeping workers uh, safe and healthy were operating in silos. And so we're trying to break those walls down and figuring out what does that actually look like and does it actually work? Yeah. And it's interesting because as this is all um, coming together for you, 
I think it's actually something that the market is demanding. So when you look at companies um, who have you know a workforce, and I'll choose a space that Fit for Work is in, an industrial uh, workplace, you know, I, I think the market there is demanding this sort of education and these policies. And so I think that's fairly new. And what you're talking about in terms of an educational component is fairly new. And I'm wondering if you have a thought on what was the genesis for all of this? I'd love to go through uh, podcast episodes without mentioning this word, COVID. Uh, but I'm, I'm wondering if that is playing a part of this at all. Because to me, from my vantage point, director of marketing at Fit for Work and, and working with employers to keep employees safe, you know, we're, I'm definitely sensing that there's been this significant shift where the nature of work is changing the workplace is changing you know and and workers values or workers themselves are changing and are i think they're more cognizant of health of work life balance and i don't know if it was covid that did that if it's just a changing of the times but i'm wondering after i've sort of laid this out if you've got an opinion or a thought on maybe what was the genesis of of this from an educational standpoint, but then also from a, a practical standpoint of employers and employees embracing this. So uh, you're absolutely right uh, in your assessment. So while Total Worker Health, the trademarked framework, the programming itself dates back to about 2011, there were a few precursors also, especially in the public uh, and federal level, that sort of built up to it, to its development or its init uh, initiation. But also, I think, like you said, that a lot of organizations um, and institutions were almost catapulted to look more closely at health as a more core function of their operations, whereas, frankly, it would often fall as, a, as an adjunct, as a side, as, as, you know, as a side to the real deal. But now we're seeing that we can't really look at the health of the employee or the health of the worker in that manner anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's not business as usual, so to speak. And so a lot of employers are looking for ways, for novel ways to really address what it is that will continue to keep their workers healthy and safe on the job, that will continue to, they're looking for a way to truly embrace and create a culture of health and safety. And I think that's where this comes in really handy. Yeah, and I think you're totally right. And look, there, there's, and we've talked about this, Dr. Daywalker, there is a bottom line component to this on the employer side, you know, where it's, you want to reduce injuries and the costs associated with them. You want, you're in a fight over labor in, in this market right now, and you want to be productive and there's lots of just barriers and hurdles in the way of business. And so you're, you're finding every efficiency you can possibly find. And so this total worker health framework speaks to that. But I think more importantly for everyone, including those conscientious uh, employers, including caregivers like yourself, the more important aspect of this is just people's health, their overall well-being and their health, which cannot be lost or overlooked uh, because of the first component. And, and this is why the total worker health framework is so interesting to me is that it sort of is a, a convergence of those two things. It's like it's a win-win. And I truly feel like workers, the workforce has never been more 
cognizant of this um, than they are right now. And, and I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's the proliferation of, you know, of information because there's so many good places to get it now. If it's just a natural part of evolution of the ebbs and flows of, you know, labor and work, I, I don't really know what it is, but I just truly feel that uh, in my lifetime, at least workers have never been more cognizant of their health and of their work-life balance. Absolutely. So yeah, you're describing sort of this collective consciousness <laughs> that we've grown into as a society. Yeah. And who's to say that we wouldn't have already, we wouldn't have arrived here regardless of what happened in the last few years. But I'm pretty sure that what happened in the last few years between the pandemic, between the social justice movements, between the increased conversations and everything that we've gone through yeah. as a society, that that didn't exponentially uh, or expedite this where we've arrived now. And I think we've maybe known this for a long time, you know, in some way, shape or form internally. But now that it's no longer taboo to say things like, hey, I need a mental health day. Now that we're showing up and showing more of ourselves and not feeling like somehow we need to be able to completely separate who we are as a person from what we do for a living and being able to embrace that and seeking to create environments at work where we can do just that. So you're absolutely right. And that will conclude part one of our conversation with Dr. Roz Daywalker as we talk about the total worker health framework. Part two of this conversation will be forthcoming, and we encourage you to look out for that and enjoy it when we publish it. Thank you for listening to Workplace Injury Prevention, a Fit for Work podcast. Please like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, to learn more about Fit for Work and our services, visit our website, wellworkforce.com. And remember, prevention improves lives.